The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now we have had a very busy political day. One would have thought August wouldn't be too bad, but it seems to be really intense in terms of political controversies. And it's happening within the Fianna Fáil party where Minister of State Robert Troy has done an interview earlier on today on another radio network where he's talking about not making those declarations. Um, You fill out a form. I've actually seen the form. I've actually in a previous life filled in the form when I was in the public sector. It's a fairly simple form. You put in your shares, you put in your properties, you put in your name. And it's very clear on the form. I had another look at it today that it's throughout the whole calendar year in question, not the end of the year. So I'm not quite sure what happened there. But what are the political implications? Are Fianna Fáil going to go right to the wire to defend and protect Mr Troy? Or is it possible that further disclosures and revelations will make his position very much more difficult? Joining me in studio is Paul Murphy, who is a TD with the People Before Profit Party. And also in a minute or two, I'll be going to Hugh O'Connell, who is the Deputy Political Editor of the Irish Independent. Paul Murphy, your job is to oppose um, and you do it uh, quite, uh, quite busily, I would say. I mean, Mr. Troy's interview, has he reassured you at all? Is there more stuff in there? What, what was your own assessment? Are you in any way satisfied that you know any more after hearing the interview? I mean, his interview was to admit a whole series of breaches of the law, uh, a whole series of breaches of the ethics legislation, where he didn't register properties, where he didn't register company directorships, where he didn't register contracts that he had with Westmeath County Council in terms of these HAP tenancies, was to admit that he broke the Residential Tenancies Act by not meeting his obligation to register at least one property that he rented out with the Residential uh, Tenancies uh, Board, was to say that he has uh, 11 properties currently, including five HAP uh, tenancies and one RAS tenancy, a contract with the council uh, currently. So it paints a picture of a Fianna Fáil minister wheeling and dealing in property on the side. In one transaction, he buys one a property, sells it to the council three months later, making a personal pre-tax profit, I think he said, of somewhere over 30,000 uh, but look, euros. That's, but that's not illegal, whatever, but the morality of you might have a problem with. But uh, like, it, it's the non-disclosure we need to stick to, right? It, the non-disclosure is where the legal problem absolutely arises. Um, because you had a situation where he had, I think at that stage he said, two RAS contracts with Westmeath County Council at a certain point in time and was arguing in the doll that we need to be giving more money to these sort of RAS contracts. So he has been personally benefiting from the government's approach to the housing crisis, which is not to build public houses, instead to throw money at private landlords through HAP and RAS tenancies. Yeah, it's, it's probably worthwhile for our listeners to realise why these declarations are there. Well, why does anyone have to make a declaration? As, as I've said, they're not or they're not illegal at all, but the reason we want to know is that when somebody stands up on the doll and says, this legislation should be changed, this act should be brought in, this question should be down, the committee should... Look, all, all the, so that you have a declaration and say, well... That person is saying that because they may, you know, we need to know what people's economic background is, their social status, because it has an influence on them as legislators, right? That's it, the it, origins it, of all of this. It, exactly. Because it's quite a good people few years ago to, they first came in, right? People have to be able to see it, that this guy is perfect, personally benefiting from the housing crisis. And at least they know that and can judge his actions taking that into account. Um, it is a legal re- 
requirement. It's in the Ethics in Public Office Act 1995 that you have to register these things. And like you said, I went back and looked at the forms myself. I mean, his excuse for most of it, and it doesn't apply to that he never declared the RAS tenancies, but his excuse for not declaring four different properties is that he didn't realise you have to declare them if it's in the middle of the year. But I mean, it's in absolute black and white in the form. It says if, if you owned it at any time during the appropriate period, i.e. 1st of January to 31st of December. It says that on every page of the report and it say, says that, I mean, he is admitting that he's made mistakes on his report now, for he, 11 do, years. Does so he 11, have a slight protection rather than a defence that he's not the only one, right? The, the doll is packed full of TDs I'm not sure about senators, but possibly as well, who haven't filled these forms in right. So, so I mean, it's a problem for a lot of you. You obviously, I'm presuming, you have filled your, yours incorrectly. But there's Green Party members, there's Fianna Gael members, there's Fianna Fáil members, and nothing seems to happen to any of these people. So does that make it easier, in a way, for, for Robert Troy to wriggle out of all this by saying, well, I ain't the only one? I mean, I think that's what he would like to do. But, look, to, to take his story... His story is one of deep, in, repeated incompetence over years. That's his. That's his. The best case scenario for him is that he was deeply, repeatedly incompetent in terms of not abiding by the ethics legislation and not abiding by the need to uh, register his property with the RTB. But so even taking that as a hundred percent accurate, no element of dishonesty here. Even then, is, is is that appropriate for someone like that to be the minister for company regulation? I just I don't see how he is still a minister. Today, I don't see how Leo Varadkar has said he's a he's what a, he's top class. Mihal Martin said it's all just a misunderstanding. The Green Party hasn't commented on it at all. How are they standing over the situation when that is literally the best case defence that he has? Is that he made a mistake again and again and again year sure. after year? I mean, your your slight problem is that is in opposition. You don't have an open doll, so you can't do a whole lot apart from coming onto shows like this. Um, but I'm sure it'll kick off. When does the doll back in session? Though? Let me guess. A three, long time away. Three weeks tomorrow. So if he hasn't gone by then, on I'll the put a question. It will be a major major issue. And I also understand that the Fianna Fáil pink in is due to be taking place in his constituency. So I can imagine that also being That's, quite uh, embarrassing. Uh, for unfortunate them. timing from a party political point of view. Okay, we have extended an invite to Robert Troy, Minister of State, to come on this program. Uh, it's still open. It's only. 11 minutes past five. There's plenty of time from to pull over to the side of the road and ring in here and discuss some of these issues. But we do have you, O'Connell, who is the deputy political editor of the Irish Independent to join us uh, looking at the political fallout and likely implications. You, uh, Good evening to you, first of all. Good evening. How are you, Alice? I'm very well. Th- thanks for coming on. Um, what I want to discuss really is take this away from the immediacy of the declaration and some of the holes that were in there. I suppose the ultimate question here, there is no doll in session there's political capital that the Taoiseach has, every political leader has some, and they can choose how to spend it. I mean, from your contacts, what are you hearing? I mean, I know what people say when they come on radio programmes, and we heard Daryl O'Brien there a few minutes ago, but, but in private, what are people saying about how Troy is handling the questions and whether this is the end of it or there's just threads hanging out that are so big that they need to be explored further? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's probably the latter. There are threads hanging out that that do need to be pulled out and explored a bit further. And I think, as you, you know, you heard from Paul Murphy there, there is a, an appetite amongst opposition TDs to 
uh, ask the minister questions about this and to try and get to the bottom of it a bit more over the next few weeks. And certainly, I think it'll be top of the agenda for the opposition when, um, or, or one of the things that's top of the agenda for the opposition when the Dáil returns in, in mid-September. And as, as Paul mentioned as well, there's a Fianna Fáil thinking taking place in Troy's uh, Mullingar uh, area um, next month. So that's going to be awkward for him. Um, and I, I do, but, but I suppose from, from his own point of view and, and how safe he is at this moment in time, I mean, the Taoiseach and Tornish to have both uh, issued their support for, for Robert Troy this afternoon, again, reiterated their support for him. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you had Leo Radker last week describe his work, uh, Robert Troy's work as a Minister of State, a junior minister in Leo Radker's Department of Enterprise as top class. So you, you have a lot of support for him at this moment in time. But that doesn't mean that that can't change in the weeks and months ahead. And I think the longer this story remains in the headlines and the longer that we're talking about it on programs like this, I think the more difficult it becomes for Robert Troy. And, and speaking to some of his colleagues in Fianna Fáil privately today, they're pretty concerned about it too. And, and they think that his his political future is in doubt at this moment in time, just purely because of the drip, drip, drip of revelations over the last few weeks. And do you think a second problem is the content of all of this? We're talking here about property, properties not yeah. declared. I'm, I'm hearing words like flipping, you know, money being made very quickly. Mm. I mean, I, I presume from the government saying of all the issues for this to come up and in, in what domain for it to come up, property and housing, it's not a friendly one for us at the moment. So there's sort of a, like a double hit reputationally there. Yeah, the optics are not good for for a government kind of grappling with a, an intractable housing crisis that here you have a, a minister who is a, a landlord of, of considerable um, uh, who has a considerable number of properties and who uh, is is from those properties claiming a significant amount of income every month. Uh, a lot of it paid for by the state. I mean, if you take his disclosure today that he had in the past two rental accommodation scheme contracts with Westmeath County Council where the council pays him to house someone, uh, one of those contracts still continuing. And then he's in receipt of the housing assistance payment in respect of five other properties. So you can see there, uh, which, he, which he co-owns, I suppose I should say, is that he has a 50% share in those properties, so you know you can see there's there's a there's a significant amount of income that he's deriving from these properties from the state at the time of a housing crisis, and then again not being forthcoming about the the, the extent of his property portfolio in his statutory declaration. It all looks pretty murky, and from Fianna Fáil's perspective, it doesn't look good. And I think that's why colleagues are pretty annoyed with Robert Troy about this because it doesn't reflect well on him, obviously, but also doesn't reflect well uh, on the party itself, which is already struggling in the polls. Yeah, now, you may not know the answer to this, you, and it may be an unfair question to ask you, but do we have any idea of where Robert Troy derives his wealth? Because it is a big set of property holdings. I mean, I don't know much about his career profile, but, I mean, it's an obvious question that will be asked. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I, I, I don't, to be blunt, know the answer to that. I mean, he, I do know that he was a Westmeath County Councillor between 2004 and 2011, um, you know, he, he's had property interests going back several years, so I suppose he's just worked his way up through the through the property market and has established them uh, with the, with this other person with whom he's a co-owner of, of these properties or some of these properties. Uh, he's established a, a significant portfolio that um, from which he's he's deriving this income now. So, you know, it's um, that that's what it is. Um, he's uh, being caught out, I suppose, in terms of the amount that he uh, had not disclosed by the Ditch website, and it's very diligent reporting on this matter. Um, and uh, you know he's he's been forced to answer further questions. I mean, he was forced to issue a statement last week. Uh, he had to come out and do a very um, a detailed interview today, which I think has raised more questions that will be be uh, that will be pursued by myself and my colleagues. Yeah, and I mean, um, there, there's a, there's just a little bit of a there's just a sense of a, 
little bit of a taint appearing over this government and, you know, all governments eventually run into this problem, mainly because they stayed for so long a time. But, I mean, you've got the whole on board Panola thing kind of rumbling away. And I'm not, again, they're totally different um, cases, but, but in terms of media and reporting and what's put in front of the public and what they read about, you have the board Panola situation, you now have Robert Troy. You did have the Taoiseach investigated um, over the leaking of a document. Again, they're all three separate issues. But would the government be concerned that when you put all these pieces together and a very impatient and exasperated public might say, this is all sort of getting a bit, as you say, getting a bit sordid when you put the, the three separate things together? Yeah, no, it is. Um, it, the, the look is terrible for, for the government and for Fianna Fáil and, and for Robert Troy. And I think all of that combined is just, you know, this is quite a confusing story in many respects because there's so many different interests that he has and, and so many things that he didn't declare and he did declare and so many things that he thought he had to declare that he didn't think he had to declare. So, you know, you can very easily and very quickly get lost in the detail of this story. But at heart, it is the the lack of, of what it seems to be proper ethics in public office. And certainly, I think, by Robert Troy, his own admission today in terms of his apology uh, and his, uh, his self-declared embarrassment at what happened, you know, you can see that there is a, it, it looks very murky and it looks very bad. And I think it will, it will compound, I think, people's views of, of politicians and, and particularly Fianna Fáil politicians. Okay, you will do my, my, my betting man routine uh, in, in about a week. Would you expect him still to be there? Um. Uh, it's it's impossible to say, Emmett. I, 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 you know, I really, <laughs> Don't welch out, you. Go for it. <laughs> I think, um, look, I, I, I think he's, as I said, he faces more difficulties, I think, in the days ahead. Uh, uh, you know, going by the, the track record of this government and the fact that, you know, they, they have backed each other at various points. I mean, you know, setting aside perhaps the, the early departures of Barry Cowan and Dara Kaliri. Um, it's been a reasonably stable government in terms of the uh, the, the personalities right the way through. Um, so, you know, I think that he's more likely than not at this stage to survive. But that could all change in a matter of hours or days. OK, very ambiguously and delicately put. Very briefly, Paul Murphy, before we let you leave the studio, I don't want to know whether you like Robert Troy or not. Do you think he'll be here in a week's time in office? I don't think so, because I think... Oh more threads will be pulled like there's more allegations in the ditch today which contradict some of what he said on the radio today about fire certs and so on so we'll we'll see Okay, Paul Murphy People Before Profit TD before that you heard Hugh O'Connell Deputy Political Editor both of them offering up some bets on the future of Robert Troy Coming up next we have new images of Jupiter what do they tell us about one of the biggest planets? The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan Weekdays from 4 on News Talk